Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. We bless your holy name. We ask that this morning you visit us in a mighty way, your holy name glorified in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We've been looking at the explosion of God's love or love explosion. We want to see the love of God explode in our lives. And um, yesterday in the morning, I started looking at the, the, the dimensions or the scope of the love of God. We call what we are doing, we call what we did yesterday and today the mathematics of God's love. So today we want to proceed, but just as a recap, yesterday we looked at the breadth of the love of God, and that is the reach of the love of God, how God became man in the person of Jesus Christ and then saved us. And he did not only leave heaven to come to the earth, but when he came to the earth, the salvation package was expansive. God extended it from the, from the Jews, and we the Gentiles have been beneficiaries of the salvation plan and the salvation work of God. Then we looked at the length of the love of God and I said that the length of the love of God has to do with the enduring nature of love. The fact that Jesus Christ was long suffering, went through all the pain and everything to save us. So in God becoming a man, God used his wisdom, his eternal wisdom to draw out the salvation plan. That is so that the breadth of the love of God has to do with the wisdom of God. The Bible said, oh, the love and the wisdom of God. You know, so the, the love of God the, the, and the wisdom of that love. Then in talking about the length, you are dealing with the endurance and that has to do with, that has to do with patience, the patience of God to save us. Today, I'm going to be dealing with, um, this morning, I'm going to deal with the depth. In talking about the depth of the love of God, we are talking about the humility with which Jesus Christ operated. Now, truth about it is that if you are not humble, you can't love people. Because many times you must go into the pit and find people. If you want the people that, what, that will experience love, you must go to the pit to find them. And Jesus Christ went into the pit to find us. When you talk about the depth of something, you are talking about the distance from the top or the surface to the bottom or you are talking about the distance from the front to the back of something. That is the depth. And um, in every day language, when you say depth, you are talking about lowliness, you are talking about emptiness. You are talking about lowliness, you are talking about emptiness the love of god descends to the level of those who are lowly and empty to give them fulfillment it goes down there so the bible said that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the sins what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of christ which passeth all knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. 
So the, the, the breadth and the length and the, and the depth. So this depth of the eternal love of God talks about the low realms to which God had to descend in order to find us. Now, people, it is not easy for you to leave heaven and come to the earth. I mean, you can imagine if you are in America and they deport you and bring you to some other parts of the world, you are going to cry. Now, for God to leave heaven and come to the earth, for God to become a human being, for God to become a human being, God manifested in the flesh. So God in his perfection, God in his omnipotence, God in his omniscience, God in his, in all the wisdom, all the power, everything that God is. For God to become a man is a huge challenge, but he did it in order to save, to save us. This morning when I was praying and meditating on this scripture, or what we are going to do this morning, I was just amazed about what God does out of love just to save you and I. You read your Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 2 from the verse number 5 and it says that let this mind be in you which also was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God taught it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation blah 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 it goes. Okay? Now God descends into low realms in order to save us. And he would do anything to save you because he loves you. And today is just that nature of the love of God that we are going to be looking at. The depths, how, how low he goes in order to save us. So, when you speak about the love of God, many people don't understand it. But truth about it is, God will do anything to save you. God will do anything to save you. And I'm praying this morning that he will descend. Even if it means God has to go down to hell to save you, he will do it. That is why my Bible says that I will not leave my soul in hell. So God will not leave your soul in hell. Acts chapter 2 and the verse number 27 he said, because thou will not leave my soul in hell. So, Jesus Christ died. He went into the pit of hell just to save you and I. He snatched us from hell. And when he descended into the abyss, into hell, to save you and I, God the Father did not leave him there. I'm praying and believing God that whatever situation you find yourself in, that God himself, out of love, will rescue you. You know, as a human being, when you love somebody, you would deliver the person from any situation of sin, pain, shame, death, and destruction. Wherever the person is, you will save the person. If, if somebody is drowning and you love the person, you will go into the water and save the person. I don't know why we think that when God loves us, the only thing God that will do for us is to wait and when we die he will take us to heaven. You will have to come to the place where you believe that the, the, the depths to which you have sunk in life God is more willing to deliver you than you can even know. 
um, life is full of so many ups and downs and so many um, uncertainties. God's love will locate you in prison and in hospitals. If you say you, God loves you, God's love must find you somewhere. You read your Bible in Matthew chapter 25, from the verse number 35, and Jesus was speaking about some things. He said, when I was hungry, I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and we fed you or thirsty and we gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and, and took thee in or naked and clothed you? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and we came to you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it, Unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So, Jesus is talking about the last days. And he says that in the last days, he's going to, the judgment is going to come. And, and he's going to take some people and say, I was sick and you came to me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was in prison and you came to me. It, now, if we say that God loves us, he will come down to wherever we are. And I'm believing God for somebody that you have sunk down. If you are in hospital, that God will come to you there. If you are in prison, that God will come to you there. If you are sick, that God will come to you there. If you are naked, that God will clothe you. That is where the Americans will say, God will meet you at the point of your need. God will meet you at the point of your need. You, you, you will not, he won't leave you in that state unattended to. There, there is none of us who leave our children or our friends in a state of need and you don't, you don't get involved. So he said, and the depth of the love of God, that means wherever you are, he will sink and come down and find you there. He will sink and come and find you there. And that is one of the reasons why I normally tell our church at desert pastures that if you are going to give people food like the yatom ministry you are going to give food don't let them come to the church and come and collect the food go to them to their homes and give them the food in their house that is the way you do it you go to them you you, you go to the people and then you bless the people so he said i, I was in prison and you came to me and when he was talking about he being in prison or he being sick and you came it was not jesus himself who was sick it was god's people who were sick god's people who were in prison god's people who were in need and then somebody came to their help and the reason why they were in need and god sent somebody to them was because god loved them look at the lost model prayer our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day now, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God is descending. God is descending. The depth of the love of God. So he's descending from heaven to the earth. And when he descends, his will is done on earth 
as it is in heaven. And what does he do? He is descending from heaven to the earth because he loves us. And when he loves us, what does he do? His will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And the manifestation of that love is give us this day our daily bread. There is no way you can love people and you are not giving them daily bread. You don't love people and keep them hungry. Give us this day our daily bread. And he said, lead us not into and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So God loves us and doesn't want us to be in debt. Lead us not into temptation. Because he loves us, he will deliver us from temptation and deliver us from evil. For his is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Matthew chapter 25, where he said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was sick and you came to me. All that is because he loves us and wherever we are, he will send somebody to find us. He said, I was unhungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. All these areas are the areas people normally find themselves. As I speak to you right now, somebody is hungry and God must come to you. So I pray that in your hunger, God will touch somebody somewhere to remember you. That if you have a need, may God touch somebody somewhere to respond to your need. There is nothing like you get up in the morning and you have all this need and you don't know where to turn and God stirs up a breakthrough for you. He said, I was hungry and you gave me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. If anybody under the sound of my voice is thirsty anywhere, may the Lord reach out unto you with drink. Now, you, you may be sitting somewhere and for, for you, water is nothing. But you go to many communities in the world, around the world, you go to many communities and water is an essential commodity. People struggle with water. Whenever you see EM, go to some of the places and do boreholes. Look at the way people tank us. In one of the clips, when the chief was thanking us for the water that we brought to them, the borehole we brought to them, it was almost as if he was thanking us for bringing him diamonds. And why not? Water is more important than diamonds unless you have never been thirsty. So, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. If God loves you, when you are thirsty, he will give you a drink. And he said, I was a stranger. And you took me in. You should know that it will shock you to know the number of people under the sound of my voice right now who may be believing God for accommodation, just a place to lay their head. And it's very difficult. And I'm praying for anybody who has accommodation needs. May the Lord God Almighty stretch his hand towards you and give you help. May God cause somebody somewhere to come down enough to help you. Because sometimes when you are looking for accommodation and you want a place to sleep, even your body odor is no good. Your very appearance can stop people from helping you. Um, you know, looking for accommodation and you don't have a place to lay your head and things like that, is, is, is not a, it's not only the space you are looking for. Even the acceptance. Because by, by the time you are looking for accommodation and you don't have it 
It means you are, you are likely to be broke. Your clothing are likely not to look nice. You, you, you won't look nice. You won't smell well. So wherever you go, people want to run away from you because of your wretched state. For them to even give you a place to lay your head, they must first of all accept your person. May the Lord give you an answer today. I pray that God will give you answer. That God will touch somebody's heart and they will open a door for you. He said, I was naked and you clothed me. Nakedness sometimes can mean disgrace. It can also mean embarrassment. Nakedness can mean a situation you are in which brings you, um, which, which exposes you to all kinds of environmental hazards. And God will bring you a covering. And he said, I was sick and you visited me. I see Jesus Christ visiting somebody in your house. I see Jesus Christ touching you. I see Jesus Christ healing you. I see Jesus making you whole because he loves you. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. May that same healer who went into homes and was healing people, may he come into your house today and heal you and deliver you from infirmity and from sickness. He said, I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. If anybody is physically in prison, may the Lord visit you. And you may be in a situation where you are not in a physical prison, but your life is, is caged. You, you, you feel yourself not having freedom, not having liberty. I'm praying that God will bring you freedom, that God will come to you and visit you in prison. And this morning, when I was thinking about the love of God, I, I realized that God, God lives to meet our need. Tell somebody by you, God lives to meet your need. Now, tell the person, if you don't have a need, you are making God redundant. One of the reasons for God being God and for God enjoying being God is to meet your need. It's to meet your need. So, I, I'm just walking about and I assumed I didn't have a need. This morning when I was praying and started counting them, I, I, I realized if I was counting, I would get to 1,000. Everywhere was a need. Everywhere was a need. I even realized that I needed, I, 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 I needed strength. Even that one is a need. And I started praying, Lord, strengthen my body. I, I need, I need it. There's, there's some kind of weakness you can feel in your body. And you know that this, this one is not the fasting. It's something else. So I had to do that. And I'm thinking about other people and their needs. But, but people, I realize I have needs. How many of you have a need? When, when he loves you, he meets your need. Give us this day our daily bread. Nobody will love you but not meet your need. I want somebody to take your needs to God. Father, in Jesus' name, meet my need. Some of you, you need a husband. You need a wife. You need a child. Now look at me. The Shunammite woman took care of um, Elijah. 
and I think I was like the Shunammite woman. It's, it's a spirit of religion. She took care of the man of God, and the man of God came to her and said, Gehazi brought her into the presence of the man of God. And the, Gehazi said, ask this woman, what can we do for her? The woman said nothing. Meanwhile, she had no child. That means she had accepted her childlessness to the point where she said, you know what? I will serve these people and I will serve God with or without a child. I am okay. You know, sometimes it is not that you don't have a need. You have reached a point where you are saying, you know what? With or without that thing, I'm going to serve God. But you know what? A loving father wants to meet your need. Doesn't want you to accept your situation as it is. But you are believing God to meet your need. The Lord said, just minister to my people. Just minister to my people. And tell them because I love them. I want to meet their needs. I want to meet their needs. Jesus Christ said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. I like the way Jesus said it. He said, I was hungry and you gave me. I was thirsty, you gave me. I needed shelter, you gave me. I wanted clothing, you gave me. I needed health, and you gave me. Freedom, and you gave me. And the people said, when did we see you in this state and helped you? He said, as you did it to one of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Anything you need in this world is with somebody. Even your health. There is Dr. Sose and Dr. Banza. If you go to Dr. Banza, one injection and you are finished. You know many of you, you that are sick and you are treating and treating and treating and it's not working. It's because you are going to the wrong doctor. The day the doctor changes, you'll be shocked. Your health will just spring up. And sometimes... You don't need all those 10 medications they've given you. At times, it is just a simple medication. I remember we used to have a doctor, Dr. Odoy, and doctor would tell me that somebody came to, the, to him. He tried to convince the person, you are not sick. And the person said he's sick. Now, you are dealing with a doctor, and the doctor says you are not sick, and you say you are sick. Kept insisting he's sick. So they decided to give the person some kind of injection. And the injection was actually water. Aqua. They pumped aqua into this person. Boom! The person came back. Doctor, you are very good. Doctor, you are very good. He said, What have I done? He said, The sickness is gone. That injection, do you still have some? It was water. So, what you need is the right doctor. Freedom. You need some people. Just a certain idea will set you free. God loves you, but he loves you through people. So we are just praying, Father, give me this, Father, give me this, Father, give me this, Father, give me this, Father, give me this. But I felt like telling you that whilst you are praying about all these things, you are praying that God release the agent of love. Everybody say the agent of love. You know, sometimes when the devil wants to punish you, he just uses the agent of hatred. And they will punish you. But today you are praying, Father, release the, the agent of love. Somebody who will come into my life and change my life. 
release them in the name of Jesus. If you are a pastor, pray that they will come into your church. There are three or four members of your church that can change your life completely. And you want to pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your hand and pray. God is the only person who loves but doesn't help. He loves us but he doesn't help us. You know these kind of people who can belong to a family and they don't take care of their families. That is the way we have reduced God to become. Oinyami, yesomono. Yewua, or the ever call heaven. But if you ask it here, yebrea, omiyayakura. That is the way we see God. But that way you see God is wrong. He's a helper. He's the provider. He's a giver. He's a blesser. Now listen to me. I pray that from today, the love of God will not be something that is written, but it will be something people will see in you. Listen. Listen. The difference between a rich man's child and the poor man's child is that when you see them, you will know. The difference between a good man's children and a wicked man's children is that when you see them, you will know. When people see you, what is the idea they have about God? When they see your bicycle, what do they think about God? If they see your house, what do they think about God? When they look at your health condition, what do they think about God? You want to pray today, Father. When people see me, they must recognize immediately that you are a loving God. Because you meet my need and you take care of me. Listen, God is able to take care of his own. Jesus said, consider the birds of the air. Consider the lilies of the valley. He said, they don't plant, they don't sow, they, they don't do anything. Yet, your heavenly father, he didn't say dear father. He said, your heavenly father. He said, your father is taking care of birds. And your father is taking care of flowers. And you are walking about broke. Can you lift up your hand and pray, Father? Provide my need. Supply my need. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Provide for me and let the whole world know that you love me. Somebody pray. After today, there will be no need in your life God will not meet pray in the name of Jesus. Father, meet our need. Oh, Jesus. Because Jesus loved us, he did something. And I believe he's still doing it. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 18, that for Christ also has once suffered for sins. The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 
by which also he went and preached unto them, unto the spirits in prison. And the spirits in prison, it is believed, were the, pri- were the prisoners that were held up in Hades. Which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, whilst the ark was a preparing, wherein a few, that is eight souls, were saved. That means Jesus went down into the pit. Some people normally say he went down into the pit of hell. And that is why the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 and the verse number 27, he said, Because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer your holy one to see corruption. You will not leave my soul in hell. Hell is a place where demons are. Hell is a place where the devil is. Hell is the place where there's torture. Hell is the place where there's torment. Hell is the place where there's frustration. Hell is the place where demons torment you and demons oppress you. You will not leave my soul in hell. I don't know who is in hell right now. Where demons and principalities and powers. I pray God the Father loved God the Son. So when God the Son descended into hell to save us, he died. He went down into the pit of hell. God brought him out. I pray in the name of Jesus. Anybody today who is in the pit of hell, bring the person out. Somebody said, how do I know I'm in the pit of hell? If you're in a situation where you cannot recover, if you're in a situation where there's fear, if you're in a place where demons are attacking you morning after the night, you are surrounded by demons and curses. I see him out of his love. He's bringing you out of it. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com. God bless you richly.